Hello and welcome back to the Hulkcast. Uh, I'm James Rushton and I'm joined by Danny Raza. Um, we've just come off the back of a 1-1 draw with Blackburn Rovers, mate. Um, was it good mm. enough for you? No, not at all. Not at all. It shows me again that, uh, well, tactically we're, we're, we're pretty much... Um, what, what's the word, man? I mean, ta- tactically, we're we're obsolete. Like, there's nothing there. There's uh, this. It's 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 basically putting a load of players on the pitch and hoping that their creativity takes us through. But uh, there was numerous times in the match where it just seemed like nobody had any sort of chemistry. Nobody understood uh, where what their teammates were doing. There was a particular moment, I think, with uh, with Albert Adoma um, when when Jack Grealish tried to tried to you know put a pass through to him, where he ended up. Uh, you know, running in the opposite direction. And it just seemed again like the players aren't quite there yet. Everything in the final third seems to be improvised. I mean, we're going straight into it here, mate. There's no point um, beating around the bush. Might as well speak about that le- recent result. Because there's not much in the way of news, is there? It's not like there's a lot going on. The manager's still there. Um, mm. The results are all, we can take the results that have gone and the results are yet to come. Um, but yeah, I think your conversation last week with Howard Hodgson was really good. And I think it was a, a really good thing to have on the whole cast. Yeah, Howard was a, was a very good guest. I think, again, he's, he's another one of the one of those names that Villa fans like to hear from. And I think it's... Uh, it's it, for good it, reason? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because because he's intelligent. And I think uh, I, I think with, with all that's going on in the club and, and uh, the amount of uncertainty that there always seems to be. It's always nice for fans to listen to a reasoned person, um, you know, sit there and, 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 and give us their take. And of course, got to, got to thank Howard for, for joining us for a good hour last week. No, yeah, I think fair play to him for uh, coming on board and, uh, you know, talking at length about so many subjects. And uh, I do know that he got a few ears in on the podcast and that, that was, that was really bright, you know, I think to just have that, it was a rather positive discussion, to be fair. I thought, um, because you don't just bring up the problems, it's like you can talk about negative topics, but I think he brought up some solutions as well. And oh. it, that was that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he spoke tactically as well, didn't he? Um, mm. And I think the other thing to, to mention as well is, I just want to say congrats to Howard um, and also the Aston Villa Trust, uh, the Aston Villa Supporters Trust, because Howard has now agreed to return to the board of the Aston Villa Supporters Trust. Obviously, last week when whilst we were talking, you know, we didn't mention that. Uh, but you know, that's some positive news as well. So, uh, as far as that goes, if you do follow them, obviously, do a lot of uh, a lot of good work for 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 Villa fans and, and ensuring that the fans' voices are heard, and that can only be positive for us. Yeah, I mean. Um... You know, whether he's right or wrong about the things he says, he's passionate about it and he know you know, he fights his point and he's willing to listen to yours as well. I think that's always key with Howard that whenever there's been disagreements, you know, as long as you are civil, especially about football, because it's just, you know, it doesn't mean anything really, does it? You know, in, in the big picture. You know, it's it's really important to us. But, you know, it's it's not much something worth, you know, viciously disagreeing about or getting into heated arguments. But I think if you're civil you know, as you should be with anyone, Howard always listens to your points. And that's really good to see with someone with a big following. You know, someone who's quite fairly high up, I'd say. He does have some sway. Howard does. And uh, the the fact that he, he's willing to listen to your points and, you know, speak to you, at, you know, and discuss things, that's, that's really good to see. Because too many people, I'm, me, me included, um, think our opinion is the right thing. And it's not always. 
No, I agree. I agree. And I think that's the main thing when it comes to football. Um, I think I think the point is sort of uh, forgotten a little bit on Twitter every now and then. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I think I think yeah, you know that uh, the, the, the thing with Villa and the thing with the thing with supporting a team that that constantly takes us up and down is that there will be differing opinions on things. I mean, like look at the team selection, the team selection on the weekend. That 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 really that 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 really split people, didn't it? Because there were some people who were saying. You know, look at it. Steve Bruce has listened to the fans and he's put out a team which is strong. Why is anybody complaining? And then there was another side of fans turning around saying, well, Steve Bruce only changed the team because he's been under pressure to do it. And even then, um, it wasn't the strongest team. But, you know, there's, there's, there, there, there will be arguments there or thereabouts. I don't think anybody agrees on the best 11 at the moment, for example. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a lot of differing opinions on things at Villa at the moment. Let's get back to Blackburn then. Um, you said the result uh, and the tactics were a bit mm. uh, enough. Um, I think you take that result on its own. It's it's decent. You know what I mean? A one-one. I take that. But when in the context of everything, you do feel dragged down. Like there's no reason that you go to Blackburn away and win automatically. No, no team does that. Um, but with everything that's come and all the storylines we've got wrapped up in this, you do feel winded almost, like like it wasn't a good thing. Well, it's... I mean, it generally is. It genuinely is a good thing, but you don't feel that way at all. I don't feel that way. And it should. you should feel good about it. You should feel good about, you know, nicking someone's win at the last minute, but it doesn't feel good. No, because, because Blackburn are a newly promoted side, and... Really, they do have some good players. Of course they do. But, you know, there was moments in that game where, you know, it was way, we, we made it way too easy for them to cross the ball into us. You know, we were under pressure far too often. And I think the, I think the main thing for me really was that attacking cohesiveness, which in all fairness, you know, I, I don't I don't know how much you can say about it because we've got new attackers in the team. Uh, but like there was there, there was things which I did find weird. Um, I think first thing I found weird is the fact that Bjarnason wasn't on the bench. Uh, so... Again, it's another one of those things where you don't reward players who've been playing well. There was another incident, I think, with uh, Belassi being brought on really late as well. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand why he might not have started. But when we were sort of, when we, when we didn't look like we were scoring and it was the 60th minute, we probably needed somebody fresh to come on and, and do something different for us at that point. Uh, but instead, we were... well, where's Al Ghazi, mate? Well, oh, this is, oh, yeah, you're right. I totally forgot about that. That's another thing. Yeah, another thing about like not rewarding players who've been playing well. He's been our best player probably this season, Ogazi. Why is he on the bench? You know, it, it was it just it just baffled me. Adoma seemed to play because there was negative reaction to him nearly being sold. And El Mohamedi, I don't know what he's doing on the right hand side. But this is what frustrates me, mate, because a Tony Mowbray Blackburn team. Um, this is the same with all promoted teams. We'll get onto Rotherham later because we're playing them, mm. you know, as soon as tomorrow. So we got to preview that. But all these promoted teams have come up with some momentum and a style. Like they play good football. All of these teams play their way, like, and they've got a better chance of surviving than the bottom half of the championship have because they're tired teams down there. And it frustrates me that Villa can't do the same things as this because, hey, Bradley Dak is a really good player, like that little Mickey Flanagan type geezer that 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 done the back heel against us and scored. He actually scored a header as well. It was offside, mm. and um, the fact we've got players twice. As good as him. Bradley Dak's a very good player. And we're not doing it, mate. Bradley Dak is an amazing player. But 
look at how Blackburn work with him and look at how we work with our players. Like we've got a Bradley Dack in every position. We've got a top player in almost every no, position. Every single position is you know, Tabby, Tammy Abraham up front, the wingers, McGinn, Grealish, Glenn Whelan, Mila Yedinak, Hurahan, Bjarnason, all each on their own. He's a top player at this level. Centre-backs, uh, Neil Taylor, top left-back at this level. Right-back, I'm not so sure. Al Mohamedi, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, Al Mohamedi is, is a top right-back, and if he's not, then Hutton is. It's mad. It's crazy that we can't do the things Blackburn do and do the things that we can do. We just kind of, our identity is living it too late. Everybody seems angry at each other as well. Like there was, there was, there was so many times where players just weren't reading each other, and I'm just wondering what's going on in training because that sort of stuff is worked on. You get to know your teammates. You're supposed to know what's supposed to be going on. Tammy Abraham had the same look on his face as I've had all season. I don't know if you saw him, but you know he he looked he looked mad. He looked really mad at the fact that you know he was making runs forward and and and, and nobody was providing him with with, with anything. I think there was one particular time he got he got mad at McGinn, didn't he? Which you know I can understand for uh, for not placing the ball through, but it seems like forward runs and 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 through walls, you know, trying to get the ball at the at a, at a forward's feet is absolutely alien to the team. Don't exist, does it? It's um, I filmed a preview um with the Villa View, uh, Dan Rollinson, Rollinson even he told me how to pronounce his name correctly earlier, um. And I spoke about how there's such a big disconnect. So you'll see that video later on, hopefully, if not tomorrow morning. Watch it, share it, obviously do everything you want with it. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do everything you want, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, actually, there's certain things I don't want you to do to that video. <laughs> um, speaking of that video, actually, I did uh, shake Dan's hand, you know, at the start of the video. And my handshake is so weird. And he didn't bring it up on video, but he brought it up after. And I was sitting there the entire video going, that's on camera, that handshake is. Um, I've put oh, it on my Twitter. I really like grasped his like wrist. Oh lord! But my palm was in his palm, so my fingers just extend around his. And I didn't mean to. I thought he was going for a different type of handshake, you know, like clasp, like clasping my hand almost, rather than a normal handshake. And I, fair, I was I was going to go for that, but he didn't. He went for a normal handshake, so I've just grasped his wrist. Well, there's a lack of chemistry right there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, you know, like Villa. Yeah, like Villa. Uh, yeah, definitely. Keeping through to the fan base now. Yeah, please don't take the piss out of me if you see that, because it's, it's a sticky <laughs> point. I, I'm generally getting a bit of anxiety about it, about that coming out now, because he said he's going to annotate it. <laughs> oh. Oh, but, um, yeah, that video will come out. Um, so I spoke about Rotherham a bit more there and Blackburn a bit more there. But in, where did you watch the match, by the way? Where did I watch the match? Yeah. I watched it at home. I watched it at Snobs. No, you didn't. I did watch it at Snobs. A snobs, yes. Well, they show football there. Yeah, they show football, and they said, "Yeah, I didn't know that." They do, but um, here's the point of the story. Anyway, I was there with, right. Okay, I was with my girlfriend <laughs> and my mate, and we were going to the O2 Academy after to see like a tribute band, like an ACDC tribute band. Oh, so, nice, nice. Ignore that. Ignore that. Um, but we went. I wanted to watch Villa because you know I want to watch Villa. Um, so we watched Villa. Um. We were surrounded by people who wanted Blackburn to win. Right, Blues fans? This is what I'm coming on to. They weren't Blackburn fans. And they were literally hanging on every Blackburn move. And <laughs> I thought they must be Blackburn fans, but they, ain't. they weren't Blackburn fans. Because when 
Blackburn scored, they went and found the nearest, you know, a Villa fan in like with a Villa hat on, screamed in his face. I was like, is this something they do? Is this something that Small Heath do? Or Baggies <laughs> or Wolves? Because that is that's small time. I've never watched. I can honestly say I've never watched a Baggies or Blues game. Or if I have, I've never watched it to the point where I've give a fuck. James, you've got to you've got to edit in that video of that um of that uh Albion fan speaking to the Blues fan um outside outside of the ground on Friday night. Well, Do you know the one I'm talking? I Do you know the one I'm talking no, about? I don't. I don't. <laughs> Basically, like it's just it's. Not, you know, I don't know if it's like. Wait, wait, hang on. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play it out loud. Go I'm gonna play it out loud. Yeah, wait, sorry, wait. yeah, just need to pull it in. That's a blues fan, James. I'm... <laughs> That's a blues fan on 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 a blues or a Birmingham City fan YouTube channel with Albion fans outside screaming about their shared hatred for Aston Villa. Isn't that a bit embarrassing though? Like, I don't get it, mate. Because like apparently the connection is Villa and Wolves are meant to be quote unquote close, and uh, Baggies and Blues are clearly in bed with each other. Um. But like, but why? I don't, I don't get it, mate. Because I've never, have you ever met a Wolves fan and went, "Oh yeah, we both hate baggies." No, <laughs> never, ever but in my Wolves, life. Wolves are outside of my city. I, I don't, I don't care. So what, a West Brom, mate. At, well, this is the, th- this is the thing. I've never cared about whether or not West Brom or Wolves are success are more successful. I do like Wolves more than West Bromwich Albion, but that's because of the type of football they play. I mean, no offense to West Brom. Wolves are just a very exciting team, right? But Blues and West Brom, I don't get it. So the going, I just don't get it. going back to snobs, mate. I thought these geezers were Blackburn fans because of how passionately they were watching the game and celebrating what? Blackburn going forward. Like, go on, get in the box, go on, Dak, go on, go on. Like that, but Blackburn, but they didn't have Blackburn accents or like Lancashire accents. So I was thinking, hang on a minute, there's something off here. There is something disastrously off. And mate. I have never, I, I have never, hand on heart, never done that. I've never watched a Blues game and went, oh, you know, they're going down, get in. You know, they're losing. I've got someone sent off, get in. I love that. I, I don't yeah, care. I genuinely don't care. Like, if they were to score, fair play. If they were to, a goal to go in against them, fair play. I, just, I don't care. And you the fact that unless... they, were, they were wearing boot cut jeans and black loafers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're just throwing out. You're just, <laughs> just, you're just throwing out. Uh, what what they're wearing now, James? <laughs> like Simon <laughs> Cowell, like. <laughs> yeah, I get you. But no, that's what were, they, were they? Were they sort of our age or what? What would? How they're old about were they? forty odd. And I thought, uh, got, that's that's you, a bit sad, then, isn't it? That's what I'm saying, man. I don't. If it was a few drunken lads. If it was a few drunken lads in the twenties, I'd be like, okay, you know what? Some sometimes, you know, the alcohol becomes too much. You know, it's the evening at this point. The point of the story, though, is when you see a Blues fan on Twitter saying, oh, we, we don't care. You see a Baggies fan on Twitter saying, we don't care. And I, you know, I don't even hate West Brom. Like, my granddad supported West Brom when he was alive. Like, I don't. I have no hatred in my heart. If I were to ever have a third or fourth club, it may be West Brom. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't care. But they care really a lot about Villa. 
I don't get. It must be the we're a big club or something. I think it's also the the they're they're new to the championship as well, and so they don't really have a lot to cheer about at the moment. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think they ever brought out brought up Villa when they were in the Premier League. No, they didn't seem to. Anyway, uh, but now they're in the championship. I mean, you know, I, I I've tweeted out stuff about Villa before, like out of frustration, like during game days, and like I'll have a random Birmingham City fan who's following me just kind of tweet me saying, you know, um, at you know SOTV, you know, um, and I'll be like, I won't even respond to it because I'm because I'm like, what what have you got to be, you know, smug about? A one-one draw against Birmingham City or against West Bromwich Albion—it's a bad result <laughs> for either side. <laughs> But yeah, there you go. I don't. I don't care about either side. That's that's kind of funny though. Yeah, that was just my little little story about that. It, it does go in because it was the events of the weekend. Obviously, baggies and blues paid each other had the loving, and uh, that happened at Snobs. And you know, it was it was it was weird. It was weird, and uh, it was fun. So Villa's goal. Let's go back to the match. Villa's goal come from Connor Hoverhan. Last last minute free kick, mate. Uh, nearly hit Yannick Balassi. Had to duck out of the way, but he didn't even play the match. And he's done this a few times for Villanueva, where he's coming at, not at the clutch moments and, and done something to save a match. This is his third one, where he's either provided an assist or a goal to win the game or draw yep. the game. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I, why is he on the bench? Because McGinn's playing, and we, 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 we all praised him at the start. Now, I like McGinn. McGinn's a fantastic midfielder. He's going to be very important for us. At this point, who's been showing up? Who's really been making the difference? Conor Hurahan. Um, and as much as I like John McGinn, I think I think it's time to say, look, gotta give Connor a turn. Gotta give Connor a turn in midfield. Um and that's just rewarding his performances. That's not to say McGinn's not gonna be the main guy moving forward, but there's nothing wrong with having two or three midfielders there who share the load between them. It's not it's you know, it doesn't need to be uh it doesn't need to be two guys who who are there all the time. You know, that's not how it works at any club. No way, yeah, no way does it. Um, but all in all, it could have went better. It could have went worse. I mean, I mean, uh, things I'm kind of happy about. Uh, Tammy Abraham's debut. I think he looks smart, look good, looks proper striker, don't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, Twins about playing centre back. Looks Fantastic. decent there. Um, I think they just need to settle a bit more. That's probably a reason why we were a bit shaky because they, you know, they get need to settle into their new positions. But- Taylor coming at left back it was a bit of a mess. But let me stop you there, though, James. Were we really that shaky? I mean, we we, we 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 conceded, but we conceded like obviously late on. I mean, I, I mean, we conceded in the sixtieth, seventieth minute. You know, after just not after not taking advantage of any of our chances on goal and that kind of thing. Well, in the first half, Bradley Duck scored an offside header, um, and then there was a second thing where Twansway went for the ball, and he got it, but the second ball just bounced away. They put a guy clear, clear in on goal. And also, you've got Danny Graham free in the box. Massive, massive beat pole striker free in the box. And uh, Nolan had to tip it over point blank. He was offside. But, you know, matters not. These chances are there and they're only decided by a matter of inches and the, the linesman's flag. If that flag doesn't go off, go up, mate. Uh, we're in trouble. Sure. I sure. think I... shaky isn't a bad word. It, it's just, it's not a ne- negative angle. It's just... It's new. This is new but, now. Yeah, but they didn't look like they didn't know what they were doing. That's that's the thing, though. It didn't, didn't look like 
it didn't look like it has been for the last few weeks where like every time somebody's running forward you're thinking oh shit you know it just doesn't look settled though it, it's not a good or a bad thing it's it's not as bad as it was before but it's not as good as it can be not yet no it should, no. It should step up very soon just need time but i think uh it could have went worse it could have went a lot worse and i'll take that you know, Steve Bruce isn't going to get sacked unless Villa lose. And if you want Villa to lose, they're not going to get promoted. So you've got to take this result, move on, and hope we win in the next one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what, what, do you make of, what do you make of Tony Mowbray's comments on Jack Grealish that uh, he threw his legs to the floor? To it's just, it's just manager talk, isn't it? It's not, it's not like bitter like Warnock. It's just, it's just manager talk. That's fair. Just giving yeah, his team just, excuses. It's just major talk, isn't it? It's going. I suppose so. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce got a bit potty, potty mouth though, didn't he? Yeah, cool. yeah. he said he's uh, resilient. The thing is, it's pointless even speaking about what he says because he says the same <laughs> thing. So he does so, and it's not a nasty thing. It's just the the same quotes come out. So you you say it one week, and you know you analyze it one week. You've done it for all weeks. Yeah, and again, that's not like a negative. That's not necessarily a negative. It's just you know. Yeah, how many times we've we been here when he says how resilient he is and how he'll turn people over and how there's mass hysteria. Blah, blah, you know. I think his problem is that he's too resilient sometimes, though. I think that's that's what I think that's what a lot of fans think. You know, stubbornness, isn't it? Yeah, it's really? yeah, you know, people are saying you're stubborn. You know, so I don't know if it's what you want, but well, Villa's next match, mate. I think it's must win. It's uh, Rotherham at home Tuesday, so tomorrow as of recording, so Tuesday. The 18th of September, Rotherham, Paul Warren's Rotherham, come to Villa Park. And I've just beat, quote-unquote, Frank Lampard's derby. You know, the <laughs> the new derby county. Man's uh, barely retired from football and he's already got uh, already been sent off again. Yeah, um, that was weird. How far down the touchline did he have to walk to make his point? I can't, I can't even remember, mate. He was by the corner flag, mate. <laughs> What's he doing? It's stupid, and it stupid behaviour. Tom Lawrence, obviously Rotherham won. Um, Tom Lawrence for Derby got sent off. Uh, Rotherham dispatched a penalty, but they were all over him. They were all over Derby. Look, I said it before the start of the season. Derby, Derby just aren't all there as a team. I don't want to make this a massive. I don't want to make this a massive uh, thing about Derby, but you know, as as when 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 uh, Frank Lampard took over, people were like, "This is great." But mate, that team is aging and it's aging badly. Like, you know, you think of their you think of their big players, you've got David Nugent, Curtis Davis, Craig Bison, Richard Keogh. You know, a lot of these players are, you know, over thirty now. Um, but yeah, without 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 going into it too much. It was still a good victory for Rotherham. You know, a slender one nil victory for him. Paul Warren's uh Rotherham. That becoming one of my favourite teams. Really? What's that? Because um, low wage bill, no egos in that squad. There's depth, and they commit. They commit, but they're not afraid to kind of mix it up in terms of formation. You know, you go on who scored or whoever's tracking formations these days. Villa have got one formation. <laughs> Villa played the same formation every game. Four two three one. Whatever variation you want to call it, it is four at the back, four in midfield, one behind the striker, and one striker. That's it. That is true. But that's not even how it ends up because they're all deep and the striker's up on his own. But uh, rather mix it up, four three three, four four two, you name it, man. They, they know how to do. They know how to do business, and they they just play good football. And they they look out for each other. 
it's a team game, and Rotherham exemplify teamwork. Oh, they run things, man, and they're they're like new player. Obviously, I think they've. I don't. I can't remember if they have signed him or if they've got him on loan from QPR. But um, Ryan Manning, I'm, gonna, I'm probably gonna have to check that. He actually yeah, yeah. ran it against Derby. Yeah, he's on. Um, he's on loan from QPR. They have a. They just do it simply, and it's not pretty, but it's not necessarily ugly. It's not Cardiff. It's not Burnley. It's uh, pressing from the front, winning the ball, allowing the other team. If they, they know they're the weakest team in the league on paper, but football isn't paid on on paper, is it? No, at all. No, no. So they're happy to let the the big dogs, quote unquote, do their thing. But they're they're also happy to take set piece chances when they can, take shots when they can, because they know they're not going to get many. They are going to fill their midfield, you know, which whichever whichever way they play, they are going to fill their midfield. You know, they're like they're quite rigid, and that's not bad. That's not that's not static. Rigid doesn't necessarily mean static. They they pack the midfield and they pack the forward line as well. So you can either have three kind of forwards almost, or you can spread them out to have two wingers and a striker. Yeah, pretty so much. So they know what to do. I think they're really smart, and I think their decision to stick with Paul Warren because they hired him. He's he's been coaching there since he retired. And he was a Rotherham player. So he's been coaching there for about six, five, six years. Oh. And when they went, do you know when they got relegated? Yeah. He was their manager when they got relegated. He, they signed him. They promoted him, sorry, halfway through the season and kept him. Kept him in League One. And he's still there now, doing the business. They're a point behind us. Oh, and right. you can say what you want about it. the table doesn't matter. But points at this stage do matter. Those points they've got now could make the difference. And look at you look at Rotherham, and I think there's a lot more reason to be positive about being a Rotherham fan than there are for most teams in the bottom half. I guess so, but, you know, it's also one bad run of results away from imploding. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, so they are, they are that, that kind of a team, you know? There is that, there is that, but there's also the fact that I've just beat Derby. You, you've got a perfect opportunity now to make us, this is a solid statement, if I'm from come. And they ain't going to play good football. They're not going to, they might not even try and win the game, but it's there for the taking. I think if there's a ever you're ever gonna beat a Villa team, it's gonna be right now. True. That being said, if there's ever a time for Villa to fix up, it's right now. I don't want any more excuses now from Bruce. You know, keeping players on the bench for the sake of fitness and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, Balassi, he's played now. Uh, I, I I have no doubt that he's gonna be able to play, but that's just me. I don't know that. Um, I'd say you know we go in next game, we go all guns blazing. Got above. There's also got to be a bit of rotation now, isn't there? Because he's got to learn. Steve Bruce has to learn the lesson from last season, and that's you've got a lot of players. Use them. Don't let them get knackered. If that means benching Grealish for a match, bench him for a match. Yeah, keep him fresh. Yo, listen, because Hurahan can come in and play that. Lansbury can come in and play that. You don't need to play your best players all the time. Your best players all the time. No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. And look, I mean, I'd I'd say maybe even maybe even play Hurahan deeper with Jed. I thought Jedinak was fantastic, by the way. Let me let me just say that I know that I know some people disagreed with me. I thought I thought Jedinak was 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 looking well at home in his defensive midfield position. Play him in that midfield. You know, maybe you want to play Hurahan and um, Hurahan and McGinn in front of him. Maybe you play Hurahan and Jedinak and let McGinn wander a little bit further forward. Either way, what I want to see is Belassi on the left hand side and Ogazi on the right hand side, and Hami Abraham up front. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, as much as you can talk about. Adoma, Jack Grealish, you know, some of the other players who, who should be starting. So far, they haven't been able to unlock the other sides. 
Let's give it to somebody to have a fresh go at things. Sometimes that's what you need as a team. Maybe sometimes what you need is a is is a, a slight rotation of ideas. That's not to say that the guys who get dropped or get put on the bench will never start again. But you know, you've got to mix it up, man. It's like chemistry. Sometimes you've got to add another element just to get another result or to get another reaction. And I think that's what we need right now. We need a reaction out of the players and we need that team to do something different. And that's what's going to be important. Can I get your prediction then on that note for uh, Villa versus Rotherham? I keep giving negative reactions, don't I, to Villa? I need to fix up and... Predictions, yeah. You, you haven't been very positive lately, have you? But like, I mean, I've, I think I've been, I've been right not to be. We very nearly lost against think, Blackburn. Yeah, you did go for 2-0 to Blackburn. And I thought you'd be on the cusp of that. I said 2-2. So I got the result right. No, I got the, the result right, not the score. Mm. Uh, Phil went for 3-1 to Villa. Very positive. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen. He's always going to be positive, uh, Phil. Ah, Phil. But uh, no, I want, I want your other on one. Nil-nil. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We couldn't we couldn't break that that Blackburn defense um, until the last minute when Huran whipped in a free kick. Uh, it's only been what two or three days since that game. You know, Tuesday night yeah. we're talking about. Is there much time really there for Bruce to change much on the training field? Probably not. Uh, yeah, we could add some freshness in with with Balassi and whatnot. Uh, will Bruce put out a, a, a Will Steve Bruce put out put out the best team? I don't know. I don't think he will on a Tuesday night. Not after a Saturday, and that's not that's not criticism of Steve Bruce. That's just I'm just thinking how managers might think. Uh, and then on top of that, Rotherham they're going to pack that midfield. Like I said, you know, if there's one thing that Villa need right now, it's a break. They need to catch a break. They need to be able to play against a team where they can be expansive, where they can, you know, where they've got time to 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 find that final ball, or um, when they've got time to pass that ball around a little bit. And Rotherham aren't going to give them any time, man. So if we struggle so much to score against Blackburn, I think we're going to struggle against Rotherham too. So that's what I'm going to say, nil-nil. I'm going to go for 2-1 to Villa. Okay. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Rotherham will score first, funnily enough. Yeah, they probably um, will. They probably will. But like, it's, I mean, well, if 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 it is that they score. But look, I, look when it comes to the prediction game, I want to be realistic, you know, not not uh, not positive, you know. Yeah, we, we were too positive and it's got the, the best of us, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Quite positive. But realistically, 2 1 0 0. I think that can both happen. I think they've both got quite an equal chance of happening. We'll see what Phil says. He'll probably go for 6 0. Yeah, probably. I wonder what Trevor thinks <laughs> of these results. I wonder what Trevor actually. Yeah, so Trevor, of course, um, compiles. He's our executive producer. He compiles um, our predictions and uh, humiliates us regularly on Twitter. But uh, it's not come. I think you've, you've won. Have you won one or two predictions <laughs> so far? I can't remember. I think I've won one or two. Yeah. But it was like Burton, wasn't it? Or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And I think it was a 1-0, I think. Yeah, it, but it wasn't great, mate. I've got to tell you that now. But moving on to the weekend, we've got Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Always a tough one to predict that, actually. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it usually is. It's at home. I'd say you can guarantee a Barry Bannon goal. Oh no. Um yeah, um Sheffield Wednesday aren't doing that bad. They've had a lot of reason to be negative actually. Um this you know, this season, especially in the off season like us, a lot of off off the pitch stuff going on. Oh really? It's kind but, of like yeah, it's kind of uh, eluded me a little bit. I'm not too clued up, but I think there's an FFP thing and I think there's a lot of worries about the money back in the club. 
Huh. This is going to get corrected. I'm going to be wrong. But uh, no, I seriously think that uh, they're a team that's mirrored us. They're, they've got a weaker squad, but it's, it's always been hard for us. I mean, we, we lost the home game against them last season and won the away one, you know, in quite tremendous circumstances. So this is hard to talk about. I mean, it's L- Joost Lahuke, the manager, the German chap. Joost Lahuke. Yeah, yeah. Joost Lahuke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been doing all right. Man's got a man this season. <laughs> he does. Also, he's not he German, like he's a... Dutch. <laughs> he's Dutch, okay. Yeah, it, that was a bit of a Dutch name, wasn't it? The, the hint was Wait, in what, the name. What were you going to say? I don't know. He said he, he looks like a what? Like a janitor. Like a janitor? Like a school janitor, like a school um, handyman. <laughs> a caretaker. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it's a bit random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean that, like, the, the, ones in, the ones in the American cartoons and that? I get you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Hong Kong for me and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Sheffield Wednesday. It's a hard one to talk about because I don't really, you don't know what the, the what's going to happen after Rotherham if we lose against or draw against Rotherham. It's going to be a nightmare match. Yeah, no, it, I mean it definitely is. I mean, if 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 like you say, if I mean if if we beat Rotherham, then I can see us beating Sheffield Wednesday. But if we get any other result, I don't know. I don't know. I think I honestly. Um, and I'm still trying to be realistic. I'm still being realistic. I think regardless of what happens, happens against Rotherham, I don't think we're going to lose to Rotherham. You know, if we if we draw or win with them, I think it gives us enough time to make a little bit of progress tactically. I, I think now that we have Tommy Abraham and, and Yannick Balassi, I really do think it just it will make us, you know, so much better than any other teams. Like, wh- the only thing that would mess us up really is awful tactics. Um, and as, as, as much as Steve Bruce has been the subject of, of, of criticism this season. You have to think that even he, I mean, no, I don't, you have to think like not many managers could be so capable of messing up every game with the players available to them. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I really don't. It's a, it's a tricky one, but uh, we're not going to know what happens until after Rotherham. And that's really frustrating because it's genuinely, it's like usually you could go, this happens midweek, it's going to happen on the weekend. In terms of context, like if Villa lose or draw against Rotherham, it's going to make this one a bit more tricky. You're not going to go into it with that much optimism. I think Sheffield Wednesday have always been fairly decent at uh, ruining our hopes in the championship. Yeah, they've always yeah, been. Yeah, they I think it was the they were the first team we played in the championship, and we it was a mixed mixed bag there. I think we lost the the first match, won the second, then we lost the third match, won the fourth match. This is the fifth time we've played them there. So yeah, um, I'm not sure what to make of it really, which is you know difficult. It's the first time I've ever kind of thought about a team, and I'm, I have no idea because they're always so mixed. I think they were meant to be going up in that first season, and then last season they were they were bad, and this season they're up there again. Yeah, and you know what? You know the whole managerial thing as well. It is very weird. You know when when, when you look at it, you know the fact that they've actually appointed a, a manager who really wasn't in charge of any teams for like a good two years. And remember, this is the replacement for Carlos Carvalhal Carval as well. You know, that that that, that, oh, yeah. that that was crazy in the first place, you know, what happened with him last season. But all the season Absolutely, was... ended up at Swansea, but no idea, mate. No, no, no point waffling on anymore about something that I've got no idea no, well, how to discuss. Well, I, I just think I just think that Sheffield Wednesday are just they're just a really weird team. They just genuinely are. Like they're another side that should really be getting promoted but they they just kind of they miss out at the last minute all the time they had they had everything made for them you know two seasons ago everything made for them 
you know it was it was perfect for them to go up you know and much in much in the same way that it that it, that it was perfect for us you know last season i, I you know sheffield wednesday have, have they've have now i think become that team the same as leeds united and the same as us really which is hanging around the championship and I don't know, man. Like they, 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 they really should be. They really should be doing a little bit better. Uh, they, they've probably got the same sort of negativity going on at the club as, as we have. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Hope for brighter times. You know, they're they're a big famous club, big famous stadium. Um, I want your prediction. Sheffield Wednesday come to Villa Park Saturday. You think it's going to be nil nil against Rotherham? So in that case, what happens on on Saturday uh, against Sheffield Wednesday? Two nil Villa. I think we'll beat them. Two nil Villa. Yeah, genuinely. Genuinely. I I just I just think I just think that that coming off the back of Rotherham, I mean I'm sorry, coming off the back of Blackburn, we're going into that Rotherham game, you know, fairly negative, but the the, the team might be a little bit happier, you know, with with, with who Rahan scoring that goal. Now, like I said, not a lot not a lot of time to make progress Tuesday night. Maybe Belasti gets some more time on the pitch, maybe Tammy Abraham gets some more time on the pitch. What you've got going into Saturday then is two fired up players who know they need to be making a big difference. Tammy Abraham wants to be playing for England, James. You know, let's 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 make no doubt about it. Yannick Balassi is going to have some absolute fire up his backside because he needs to because he needs to, you know, show that he's, you know, some sort of a um some sort of an elite player. You know, he, what 30 million pounds and he's and he's playing in the championship. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just not it's not it's 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 not it's not becoming of 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 the two of them. So I can't see them sitting back and allowing any sort of tactics, any sort of negative tactics. I, don't, I can't see them stopping them, you know, really uh, being the players that they are. So come Saturday, you know, after a couple of weeks of training, and I do think we'll be a little bit more ready. So I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I'm putting it straight. Tuesday night, Tuesday night, nil nil against Rotherham. Saturday night, we'll fix it. Yeah, I hope. Well, I, I bloody hope so, mate. To be honest. Um. So yeah, I think you know what. Fuck it. Four one. Four one. Villa is my prediction. Four one. Villa, man. Positive, mate. Let's positive. The power of positivity. <laughs> Let's not be too silly, James. You know they've did four one beaten in four games. Shall I reconsider? I don't know, man. If you want to say four one, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. No, no. I'm going to go four one. I'm going to go four one. <laughs> go for it, mate. Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm gonna see. I don't care if my prediction's wrong. It's just like I just please. I want Villa to win four one so badly. Do you know? What, yeah, I think. Yeah. Who's scoring the Who's scoring the, the Sheffield Wednesday goal? Barry Bannon. No one else. No knew who. No one else knew who. Um, Stephen Fletcher, if he's about, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I think. I think we can give it a good go. Four one. Fingers crossed. And do you know who else is at uh, Sheffield Wednesday? Who? Who else? now? Come on, man. You should know this. I don't know. I don't know. Josh Onuma. That, what? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I know that. I feel like I know that's happened, but that's really went under the radar. Yeah, it did. It happened on deadline day. That went right under the radar. Yep. That did, mate. Yep. There you go. And he's only, only he's only made one appearance so far, and that was off the bench for twenty two minutes. Um. Okay. Pulled in a massive six point two one rating on who scored, <laughs> but uh, there's there is that possibility. I just want to throw that out there as a storyline. Josh Onoma returning to play against uh, his former club Aston Villa, who held him on the bench 
for a long time last season, will he punish us? Hopefully not. I don't think he will. Mm. I really don't think he will. I and mean, that's not me saying, doubting his ability. That's just me saying they're not going to bring him off the bench. <laughs> for whatever reason. But yeah, that's about it today, man. Shall we uh, wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Cool, man. Well, you can find me on the match preview that's just went live on the Villa View, talking about Villa versus Rotherham tomorrow. Um, you can find me also on Twitter at Jamo Rushton. Find him at DH Raza. Find us all together at 7,500 to Holt. And uh, we'll be back next week after these last these next two games. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday. And hopefully it'll be positive, won't it? Yeah, it'll be positive. You know, let's uh, let's, let's look forward to it, man. Sheffield Wednesday should be a fun game. Rotherham, as much as I think it's going to be a nil-nil, it's always got the potential for a goal fest. So uh, just keep your eyes peeled. All right. Well, we'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.